0: KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu.
1: Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Tuesday, July 12th. Monkeypox in San Diego. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The California Nurses Association and the University of California have agreed on a new three-year contract for UC nurses. The deal includes wage increases, one-time recognition payments, and more paid leave. The agreement goes into effect immediately and will run through October 31st 2025. While we've all been impacted by inflation recently, but new research done by UC San Diego School of Global Policy and Strategy found that inflation was 13% more volatile for black families compared to white families. The study found black families experience higher prices on groceries and household essentials. UC San Diego economics professor Moon Saab Lee is the author of the study. He said black and low-income households are more likely to live in food deserts where products became more expensive and harder to get because of increased shipping costs and supply chain issues. Survey responses were collected from 60,000 U.S. households from 2004 to 2020. Police seized 5,000 pounds of methamphetamine in National City on Thursday. Federal authorities say it was one of the largest meth seizures in San Diego County. Four men from Tijuana were charged with federal drug trafficking counts after allegedly being spotted moving dozens of boxes filled with the meth from a truck to a van. The four men were arrested at the scene. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Don't go away.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd, more at CandlewoodArtsFestival.org.
1: As San Diego struggles with yet another spike in COVID cases, another virus has also been catching the attention of health officials in recent months. According to the CDC, there have been over 750 confirmed cases of monkeypox in the U.S., with over 130 of those in California. While only a small number of cases have been reported in San Diego, case numbers are growing in other parts of the U.S. Dr. Robert Scooley, infectious disease expert from UC San Diego, joined KPBS's Jade Heidman to talk about the virus.
2: So to date, the majority of monkeypox cases in California have not been in San Diego County, and there is currently no local community spread of the virus that we know of. So how big of a concern is this today for local health officials?
3: I think local health officials are watching very carefully what's going on. The county health department has a unit that is looking for cases and have been in contact with us about being prepared to provide care for people who need it. So I think preparations are well underway.
2: And though we are talking about viruses here, we should note monkeypox is very different from COVID. Can you talk more about monkeypox? I mean, how does it work and how is it transmitted?
3: So monkeypox is a virus that uh, is in the same general family as smallpox. It's by no means uh, even close to as serious as smallpox. It's it's a virus in the so-called orthopox family. Uh, these are viruses that particularly affect the skin and that are uh, spread primarily by close contact skin to skin, but can be spread uh, just by close contact with breathing. Although, again, uh, not even close to the transmission efficiency of, say, coronaviruses. The viruses are a bit more hardy than some of the other uh, viruses we've been dealing with, like coronaviruses, that, um, in the sense that they can stick around on clothing and bedclothes after people who have been in them with monkeypox have have left. So we have to be careful about making sure that um, you don't come in contact with clothing and other surfaces that people with monkeypox might have shed the virus on.
2: It generally, though, is not fatal, right?
3: It's rarely fatal. Uh, the fatality rate is less than 1%. Uh, it is um, more of a problem for people whose cellular immunity uh, is damaged. This would be people who are pregnant, for example, people who have severe T cell immune defects. You wouldn't want a transplant recipient to get it or someone with advanced HIV disease. You uh, would not want it to um, someone with lymphoma undergoing chemotherapy to get it. It can also cause uh, scarring uh, and uh, has caused uh, blindness uh, when it involves the eyes. So it's not a trivial virus, although fatality is rare.
2: In the current 2022 outbreak of the virus, monkeypox has impacted gay and bisexual men disproportionately. Can you explain why that is?
3: Well, it can affect anybody who comes in contact with someone who has uh, skin lesions. Uh, It has just found its way into that population. And um, if there are gatherings of large numbers of people that are in close contact um, of any kind, the virus can take advantage of that. And that's how it began to spread first in Europe and then in the U.S. Uh, But by no means has the uh, outbreak been confined only to gay people.
2: And what treatments are available for monkeypox?
3: There are two drugs that are active. One of them uh, is called uh, Tpox, and it's in the process of being made available uh, through the County Health Department and UCSD. Uh, There's another drug called Brenzadafavir, which um, is not yet available for this uh, virus, but is active against smallpox, and we presume would be available, would be active against uh, monkeypox.
2: There have been reports of vaccine shortages in Los Angeles and elsewhere. Uh, Does San Diego have a sufficient supply of monkeypox vaccines?
3: Well, there are two different uh, vaccines that uh, are uh, effective against uh, monkeypox. One of them is called ACAM2000, and there's plenty of that vaccine around. It's a vaccine that's closer to the smallpox uh, vaccine and a little bit more likely to cause side effects if people use it. The other vaccine, which is called the JYNNEOS vaccine, is a vaccine that's a little bit less likely to cause side effects, uh, is safer to give to people with uh, defects and immunity. And there is a bit of a shortage of it, although uh, new supplies are coming relatively quickly.
1: That was Dr. Robert Schooley speaking with KPBS's Jade Heineman. A U.S. House subcommittee met in Oceanside on Monday. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh tells us they heard how the high cost of living is pushing many veterans and local military members to go without food.
0: A House Veterans Affairs subcommittee chaired by Congressman Mike Levin took testimony on hunger among veterans in active duty military. The U.S. Department of Agriculture estimates that 11 percent of veterans live in households where they at times go hungry, though many don't access services. Anahid Bracke is the president of the San Diego Hunger Coalition.
4: It's not just about outreach and handing people information. It's about what happens when they start that application. It's undignified, it's overly complicated, and these are all things that can be fixed with federal legislation.
0: The VA has begun screening clients for food insecurity. Nationwide veterans who suffer from PTSD or have a disability are more likely to also grow hungry at times. Women veterans are also particularly vulnerable. Steve Walsh, KPBS News.
1: This weekend, the first full-scale San Diego Pride Parade and Festival in more than two years will be held. With the celebrations, there's concern about illegal drug use that could lead to overdoses and a growing number of deaths. KPBS education reporter MG Perez tells us about a new program to save LGBTQ lives with lessons in harm reduction.
2: I like to keep everything in order so it's easier to just give them what they need.
1: Heather Newhart has 30
5: years of experience in social work and drug treatment strategies. She often works on the streets supporting homeless addicts through the Harm Reduction Coalition of San Diego. That means filling paper bags to go with toiletry items as well as clean needles to inject illegal drugs and also boxes of Narcan, the nasal spray that revives someone who is overdosed on opioids and stops breathing.
4: If you wanna come down here, I'll gladly give you some
2: fentanyl strips.
5: um, These days, Newhart and her team also take calls from people who want to test their street drugs for the potent synthetic opioid fentanyl before using them. Fentanyl is 50 to 100 times stronger than morphine or heroin.
4: It's just so easy to overdose on a
5: very, very small amount. Ed Orhiles is shadowing Newhart and the Coalition Street Team, learning how to support addicts who are still using. He is the program leader of Step In, a new harm reduction outreach to the county's LGBTQ community. According to the National Library of Medicine, gays and other sexual minorities are more than twice as likely to abuse drugs than their straight peers. Orhiles is one of them.
4: I can tell you my story. But uh, you know, I was actually not breathing for part of it. So
5: Before getting clean and sober from heroin, he tried smoking fentanyl for the first and only time.
4: I saw the smoke come out of my mouth and that was it. That's all I remember. The next memory I have is I was kind of all scrunched up on my friend's couch and I was like, what happened? And he said, I had to hit you with Narcan. He said, I had to hit you with Narcan twice.
5: Narcan helped start his heart and saved his life. It also started his road to recovery from drugs and alcohol. Now, Orhelis is working to get Narcan into the hands of other LGBTQ users before they die. The Step In program will provide other life-saving resources too. The call for help begins with a simple text message to the Step In hotline.
4: What to do in case of an overdose, how to recognize an overdose. We'll have a lot of information, a lot of education. Hopefully it'll give us a way to m- maintain that dialogue with uh, folks that are sometimes honestly
3: very difficult to reach. One, we admitted we are parlors of alcohol. Recovering
2: we're
5: addicts and alcoholics have found a safe haven at the Live and Let Live Alano Club in the heart of Hillcrest. The majority of members are LGBTQ, although anyone is welcome to attend the almost 50 meetings a week that include 12-step recovery and harm reduction programs. Robert Tice is one of the club's board members, who is also a drug counselor in a South Bay Hospital emergency room.
3: Harm reduction meetings mean that we believe we can't judge that absence-based program is the only way for you to get sober.
5: Tice says the crisis is that almost every street drug is now laced with fentanyl, which you can't see, smell, or taste until it's too late. The Alano Club is partnered with the county health department and provides free Narcan at the coffee bar for anyone who wants it. No questions asked. When do you give up on an addict? Never. Not me. Pam Heifel is the outpatient director of Stepping Stone, the nationally recognized LGBTQ recovery program with a residential facility in City Heights. She is supervising the new Step In program, reaching out to those who need help the most. As long as there's breath, there's hope to be able to meet people where they're at and give them a glimmer that
2: we're not going to judge them respect where they're at and where they want to be. It gives them that first
5: idea that they have worth. A glimmer of self-worth that could be just a text message
1: away. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Coming up, an update on the new sidewalk vending rules. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Don't go away.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.
1: It's been a couple of weeks since new rules took effect for sidewalk vendors in the City of San Diego. KPBS reporter Jacob Bear took a look at how enforcement is going. Sidewalk vendors are no longer in Balboa Park for the summer months. And while the new vendor ordinance can't be enforced in the beach areas until the Coastal Commission approves it, there's been a change there too. Lisa Appabalasa has been selling hats near the Boardwalk in Mission Beach for three years. It's probably a good 60% have disappeared. The whole beach used to be full of vendors everywhere. Like you couldn't even walk on the grass or anywhere. So now that you have to actually have the vending permit, um, it's gotten a little, um, rid of a lot of people. Apoblosa says park rangers have been removing tents and other gear left overnight in Mission Beach. They've also been kicking out those without proper permits. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Temporary permits for outdoor dining in San Diego are expiring tomorrow. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says many of the structures called parklets may soon have to come down. Lara Worm is preparing to say goodbye to an outdoor dining space that helped keep
2: her business afloat during the COVID lockdowns.
1: And as things started to open up, it offered us a little bit extra, you know, in an attempt to recoup some of the losses.
2: Worm owns Bivouac Cider Works on 30th Street in North Park. Her outdoor dining space wasn't eligible for a permit renewal because it's in the middle of a bike lane. But she doesn't resent cyclists.
1: The bike lanes have not had a negative impact on my business, and in fact, they may have had a positive impact because we've had a lot of support from the biking community.
2: Higher fees and stricter regulations for permanent outdoor dining structures appear to be putting a damper on the activity. So far, only 15 businesses in all of San Diego have completed their applications for a new permit. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News.
1: Okay, so they're cute, tiny, And San Diego's the only place you can see them on the West Coast. They're little blue penguins and the subject of a new exhibit at Birch Aquarium. These penguins are the smallest in the world. They're native to Australia and New Zealand. Kayla Strait is the penguin expert at Birch.
3: This exhibit has 15 penguins now. We'd love to have over 20. Um, This exhibit is actually uh, designed to hold almost 40 birds. Um, Because they're colonial, they love to be in large groups in close proximity to one another. When you're small, safety in numbers is the name of the game.
1: Of the 18 species of penguins, the little blue penguin is so named because they're the only ones whose feathers have a blue hue.
3: Their plumage has a really unique sort of navy color that um, really shines in the sun. It has different hues of almost aqua or cornflower blue, um, and that's pretty unique to the species.
1: The exhibit opens tomorrow, and we do want to note, Birch Aquarium is a supporter of KPBS. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online, at KPBS.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great day.